Hey, Adam. Yeah. You've been watching the uh, impeachment? I have. <laughs> really? Yeah, I had the morning off. How's it going? It's uh, dicey. Not going great. <laughs> I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It Podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. Coming at you. Today's episode is sponsored by AnyTune, a music player built for musicians. Music practice perfected. Learn, transcribe, practice. AnyTune is a professional tool to help serious musicians learn to transcribe music by ear faster and easier. A serious app for serious musicians that helps bring more joy to the grind of becoming a great jazz musician. Absolutely. AnyTune is loaded with features. You can use AnyTune as your music player. And occasionally slow down uh, a couple of measures or use it to create set lists containing custom arrangements with timed annotations and perform live with the aid of a remote control foot pedal. So remember last week when, first of all, I was super excited and the response so far has been great, yep. which we're so excited because this will truly take your 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 learning and all the things we talk about transcribing and shedding. It's our perfect sponsor. Di- our perfect yeah. sponsor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but remember we were talking about there's got all these features, but you can sort of slowly dig into them because just the one, the ability to slow down and do it so elegantly and easily, just, I mean, that's more than worth its 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 price just for that. to be. I mean, there's other tools that can do it, but this is the easiest, most elegant way. Load your music right there. But it's not just that. It's it the ability to that. set... To set bookmarks and markers throughout yep. the, the track, it's ability to isolate the instruments or take an instrument out. It's really such a useful tool. Yeah, and because you know it's such a well-designed piece of software. Um, I mean, technologically, it's it, it's great, but a lot of people you know have figured out how to do this. But it's so well designed. Yeah, it gives you the ability to kind of go step by step and learn it as you go. So you don't have to just be studying the app. You're studying music from yeah. as soon as you use it, which is what it's about. Yeah, that's that's the the beauty of a, a great UI, isn't it? Is yep. that you don't feel like you have to learn, you know, like uh, so we use, uh, and I'm going to call some people out here. <laughs> Let's but, do it. Know, something like Sibelius. Ooh, not, not our sponsor. <laughs> not our sponsor and definitely won't be after this episode because right. the UI is terrible and it's hard to use and it's just it is the bad. worst to figure out. It's very yeah. simple commands. Yeah. But uh, AnyTune is the exact opposite of that. It is, right. It, it is so intuitive and so great to use and just makes your practice go better. There's no there's no better way to say it. That It just makes practicing easier, more enjoyable, and more productive. Yeah, I mean, just from what I know already, and I'm, I have still haven't gone through all the features, but just the things that I've used, I feel like it can easily you know, optimize your practice 10 to 20% just in terms of time. I mean, it's that powerful. Totally agree. I totally agree. You know agree. what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think that the deeper you go with it, the more custom it, can, it could even be more. So it's, it's really exciting and revolutionary. And I, I remember back, you know, 10, 15 years ago when people first were playing with technology like this, and I was like, oh, I wish we'd had this before. Yeah. But the, the interfaces were so clunky, I never really got that into them, you know. Yeah. A couple, couple of apps no, and programs. AnyTune's way better. Yeah, yeah. 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 Go to so any, now is kind of the time. AnyTune.us slash you'll hear it to find out more about it. That's right. All right, so what are we talking about today? Today, we got uh, we got the key station out, but I'm not even going near it, man. We're going to Kranich and Bach this one. Are oh, we really? How's that? Oh, we're going yeah. old school. Yeah, I'm going to lean my mic over to the Kranich and Bach. We're probably going to like pull a muscle as we turn in that direction. It's gonna, we're going to risk it. Uh, Coming in 2020, new, I don't know if you know about this, new you'll hear it studio. We need it. Yeah. We need anyway, it. It's time. And, and the Kranich and Bach might be donated Ooh. to a junkyard. <laughs> 
We'd have to pay someone to pick it up. It's so heavy. Andrew! Uh, today, we're talking about four ways to use pentatonic scales and how to practice them. Um, and why are we talking about pentatonic? Well, like, why we, is this so topical? We've had a couple of different pentatonic moments, we'll say, in the past yes. few weeks. So first, we released our Jazz Piano Technique course, Pentatonics. Yes. Volume 1. Very popular course. I don't know if you knew about this, but it's yeah. it really popped off. And it's, it's really you and I practicing with our students, like, yep. so you could practice with us all these different ways to practice pentatonic scales. You I know. believe we went through all keys, too. Almost all keys. Almost all, that's yeah, right. Yeah. We, we hit... were only going to do one or two, and then we pushed it. Yeah. And then it got, uh, was kind of slippery slope, but we, we went pretty deep. I but, think we went further than most people are going to be able to go Yeah, check year. that out. Andrew put a link to the, to the JPT, the Jazz Piano Technique course. We have fingerings yeah. and all that stuff. Anyway, but that was uh, popular, and we got a lot of questions about that. And then you made a two-minute jazz video. Right. Uh, similar topic on yes. pentatonics and how to use them. And so I thought we would kind of break down really four specific ways. Yeah, and actually that let's link to that too because that was kind of uh, surprisingly controversial and, and popular, that, that YouTube video. We'll link to that below, um, Two Minute Jazz. And that actually came directly out of a jazz piano method lesson that I did for our advanced students, you know, on the weekly series that was sort of the beginning of the deep dive. So, I mean, I think we've covered... Well, it's funny because people are looking at us as experts on pentatonic scales, but then others are questioning whether we even know what a pentatonic scale is, which made me a little self-conscious, a little self-conscious. That's great. The internet is fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So maybe we should start there. What is a pentatonic scale, Adam? Well, a pentatonic scale, as I know it, (laughs) is a a five-note scale, hence pent. Now... I think about these from a major perspective. So if I'm thinking of a C pentatonic, I'm actually thinking C, D, E, G, A, right? That is... Commonly called the major pentatonic scale, if I'm not... Also called the major pentatonic. (laughs) No, but that's that's the way I think of it. Now, I know you think of... If someone says C pentatonic, you're thinking of what I would consider the minor pentatonic, which is C, E flat, F, G, B flat. I would consider that like the E flat major pentatonic. The relative minor pentatonic would be C. Right. Um, but they're both correct in a right. way. What, right. For for this purposes, when I say C pentatonic on this episode, we'll talk about the minor pentatonic. How right. About that? Well, I'll, and I I'll think, defer to your nomenclature. Well, no, no, it's not a big deal because like like we've talked about this before. I, I I'm usually thinking about, and I think you do this too. I've noticed. Um, when we say we think about it, and then we start naming things, we're actually talking about how we're hearing it. Yeah, I think so. You know, and so the idea of like. The difference between the so-called, don't sue us, uh, major and minor pentatonic being a different shape. Obviously, the minor and major third, but also six as opposed to seventh, right? Yeah. Although this, technically that's a major pentatonic scale, not to muddy the waters. Because it's five notes, right? One, two. Oh, you, you just gave me a big look. One, two, three, four, five. That's that's a pentatonic scale. Blow, blow in mind, my blow. mind. Well, no, I'm here. saying this because it's people like, are like, well, this you, you can have a lot of pentatonic scales. It just means five. Yeah. But f- as you said, for our purposes, we're talking about, and I think it's easier to hear it in relation to that. That's part of the reason I always think about the relative, you know. So that's E flat, sloppily played. Thank you. And that's the C minor because it's the relative major and minor. The shape stays the same. It's diatonically the same, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's the same notes. It's just where you start them. Right. Uh, so for for the purpose of the, of this episode, when we say C pentatonic, we're talking about the minor version. The yeah. Right. 
or also called E flat. One quick question: Is that related to the demonic pentagrams from the 1980s? <laughs> and in, the, in a way, it is. Yeah, okay. in a way, it okay. is. Good. So pentatonics are used all the time in all different kinds of music. It's, yeah. it's one of the most basic uh, scales that there is across the globe, and it's no different in the way we might use it in jazz. And there are some common ways that you can apply a pentatonic scale over different chord changes, and that's what I really wanted to focus on today. So we've established that the C pentatonic is this. Sort of minor sound, yeah. right? You have the the root, the minor third, the fourth, the fifth, and then the dominant seven, the, right. the, the flat seven. It's very also close to the blue scale, right? Yeah. There's just that chromatic step yeah. between the fourth and the fifth, and that's the only difference as we know it. Right. So the first application of this is that C pentatonic over a C minor seven, like right. a Dorian sound, right? So that sound, go ahead and play that pentatonic. Oops, sorry, slipped off. <laughs> That's number one. That's like level one. You, you hear high school kids playing this right. poorly. Well, level one would actually just be going up and down, not all the hip stuff I just did. Sorry. Right. Well, no, we'll we... get there because okay, we'll we have and how to practice them too, ah, right? Okay. So so how do we practice these, these pentatonic scales? Now, yep. in our technique course, you came up with this brilliant idea, if I do say so yourself, <laughs> where, <laughs> where we, when we're practicing as a scale, we practice going up diatonically mm -hmm. and then when we c come down we practice different patterns i think the first one you have is uh yeah like like uh so just again using all the notes from the pentatonic scale but just going up and then skipping and going up yep. and skipping up one down two up one up down one two. down two very common pattern and you hear this all the time so uh, if I if I were to practice this just like we do in the technique course, it would be mm. right. That's one way you can practice, and we'll uh, as we go over here, we'll we'll introduce other ways to practice. But yeah. yep. let's do uh, let's move on to number two, related to number one. Yes. So this is C pentatonic, C minor pentatonic, same scale um, over an F seven, an F dominant sound. Exactly. So this is related because you hear this sound, you know, whether you're playing like passion dance, you know, or yeah. or some kind of modal dominant chord sound. This is an option for you on a dominant chord. Like, like you wouldn't play this on an, I mean, you would play this on an F blues in certain situations for yeah. sure. Because it has that E flat triad. It's got that sus. Yeah. It has that sus seven yeah. sound, you know. It's a it's a great option for a dominant seven chord, especially if the dominant seven chord is like a, acting like a tonic. Right? Yes, if, if yeah. If you're in a modal situation, yeah. Like if you're doing a two five and B flat, it doesn't sound terrible. No, at no, all, no, but no. It doesn't lead, lend the tension that you might want. To right. The chord. Well, and I think that you know whenever we get in these situations, and we're talking about how you practice them. And then the actual usage, yeah, that should lead from one to the other. But as as much as getting the fingerings and understanding the notes and getting them in different keys, of course, we're going to probably just talk about them and see it looks like here today. But that's, oh, no, we're going to get into some other ones. So, but, you know, the, the, the idea that 
you know, can you identify within that as you're practicing just that scale where the tension is and where you can release it, you know, later on? Right. Because you're not going to just be running up and, up and down. We are for the demonstration. So it's kind of like the same thing like with the blues. Like what what is the difference? It's one note. Okay. The theory of understanding that is relatively simple and should be understood, but more important is hearing that and like what does that do? How does that add tension? Because you're training your ear. Whenever we talk about ear training, sometimes I think people get lost and and what they're really think it is is theoretical training. Yeah. And that's just one part of it. When you're training your ear, you're trying to train your ear to identify patterns and hear what they are. Right. Exactly. So that you can in terms of for improvisation, and this is why ear training is so much more important, I think, for jazz than some other forms, because we have to be able to create that kind of, you know, harmonic, you know, translated to melodic vocabulary on the fly at any time. Yeah. And so when we talk about you'll hear it, this is not just a podcast title. This is a mantra for life, big guy. That's you right. Know? That's right. Uh, so even as you're doing things that seem like they're of a technical nature, you're really training your ears. So you want to listen for those tensions and stuff. And certainly when we're putting the, the C minor pentatonic over the F7, that biggest one is between that E flat triad. If you think about that B flat going to F, wanting to resolve down Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Uh, so how do we, what's another way we could practice this pentatonic scale, the, the C minor over F? You know, one way that we didn't talk about in the technique course, oh. but I really like is is skipping a, a note each time, like doing, basically doing triads, skipping a note. Yes. It's like moving up in diatonic force, right? Because these shapes are super handy. Yes. And you're going to get some force to triads. And, yeah. You'll get you'll get some triads. You'll get some fourths. Yep. So understanding, like, and I'm not just moving up in fourths, like you said. We're moving up in the scale diatonic. Hey, buddy, don't play too fast. They're gonna flame you on YouTube, man. I've been the recipient. So yeah. So if I'm starting on C, like I'm skipping the E flat. I'm going yeah. C F. Then I'm skipping the G and B flat. And then I just move that up uh, the diatonic scale. Yep. And because of the nature, as opposed to an octatonic scale, you get much more varied shapes as you move diatonically through the pentatonic. That's exactly right. And yeah. you can start, you can do any shape like that. That's what's so great. You can like skip one and then skip two. And you know what I mean? It yep. gets you all different kinds of cool clusters and stuff like that. Uh, just another idea to practice. And hey, listen, when we, when we say like practice it this way, we're, we really just like are constantly thinking up of new ways to practice this stuff anyway. It's not yes. like everybody practices it this no, same no, no. way. Like, like the, the whole point of getting your own sound is finding your own sort of patterns and exercises and ways to think about things so that you can achieve a personal sound. Right, right. And there's always that connection between, um, you know, application in an improvisational setting and practicing, you know, the technical practice to get something into your hands as a pianist or, or any instrument, yeah. as a vocalist, you know, there's the technical command, but that, that's why this ear training is, is should be a part of all of your practice. Don't be like, I'm going to practice ear training and quiz myself for 10 minutes, and then I'm going to move on. No, ear training is the thing that holds it all together, and that just means listen. Yeah, yeah. And that's why we always like, number one, listen is because that's the bridge that will actually make your application hip. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to be running up and down the stuff the way we show you, which is fine, but that's not really... Make it your own. Make it your own, make exactly. It your own. All right, so number three is we have a G major pentatonic. Whoa. Over a C major 7 or C major 9. So, okay. you know, when we have a C major 9 chord... I'm forgetting one note there. Oh, I sure. Like that, right? Yeah. 
That's yeah. right. So, so, and these are really note choices that you can have. So, if we had that was a noteworthy choice you made. Noteworthy there. choices, and we're even going to go Duly next level noted. on the next one. But you could just go on a C major chord, like a C major, but that's a little square. Yeah, very square. Right, it's, it's kind of an older sound, um, but you hear cats with a Z running these pentatonic scales off of the, based off the fifth, you know. Again, yep. you can practice these by going up. So I'm going up a G major pentatonic, G, A, B, D, E. Yeah. Over C. One, two, three, and five, six. This time, maybe come down. I liked your way from the uh, technique course down up. Yeah. That's a nice one. Right? That's You're going, nice. skipping one down and then going up and yeah. skipping one and coming down. So, yep. Yeah. Good stuff. I like it. So that's G major. And do you ever think about it like one, two, three, five, six? That major pentatonic? Like the interval, I mean the scale tones? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. Now that I've implanted that in your head, you will. Because I, I wouldn't think about it like one, two, three, four, five. Right. You know, right. I would think about it in relation to the major scale because yep. that's just been what's drilled in me. Yeah, that, me too. I mean, and it always connects it with the ear when I start thinking about going into other keys, the shapes. Exactly. And then what it sounds like, you know. Because, yeah, because to me, like... Like this shape, that to me is like, oh, that's based off the sixth of G, right? That's a minor sound to me. You know right. What I'm saying? Yep. And then it, it becomes relative. Okay, so our last one is related to what we just did, but this is to get an even more uh, dissonant sound. It's really an airy sound. Uh, you might say that some composers might use this Ooh, Lydian sound if they? we were to borrow from... Uh, like a, as in every film composer ever? A friend of the <laughs> podcast. Uh, but this is the D major pentatonic, again, over a C major 7 right. with a sharp 11 because the D major pentatonic is D, E, F sharp, which is yep. not in C, no. A, B. This is great for like a modern, especially like even if you wanted to do like a um, a flat 5 sound, right? Yep. More of like that kind of thing. Very nice. This sounds great. Uh, again, you could practice this by going up, and and one of the patterns we used was just coming. Go up to the ninth, right? You can go up yeah, to the ninth yeah. and then come down. That kind of coming down in groups of four is very common, especially in pianists, because we have these. Because we have four fingers. Oh, no, we have five. <laughs> four fingers and a thumb. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Good. So those are kind it. of four basic ways to use pentatonic scales and four different ways you can practice them. Uh, check out Peter's Two Minute Jazz link below, all about pentatonics. Check out our course, Jazz Piano Technique. Yep. Pentatonics, where we practice pentatonics just like this. And, yep. uh Yeah. That's good. Yeah, and actually, I think those at least the first way we were talking about over the C pentatonic, C minor pentatonic, over C minor um, on the YouTube video. You see a link in there. You can look at the. We have a. We added fingerings because people were really asking about that. So I did people more of the fingerings. Yeah, I never learned pentatonic scales with fingerings. That's okay. Yeah, me neither. You know, I'm an OG old guy, but that's cool. But we got them in there, so you can check that out and download that. And um, what else we got? I think we nailed this pentatonic thing, man. We did nail it's it. Feel, it still feels fresh to me, though. You know what? The uh, pentatonic sound is such an optimistic sound. Like you know? fresh is like uh, pumpkin pie and a turkey. Ooh, that's coming up. That's coming up tomorrow. Tomorrow. So we're gonna be here broadcasting. We're so we dedicated. You yes, we are gonna be here. Uh, For our listeners outside of the U.S., tomorrow is Thanksgiving, which is a big national holiday. Right. I mean, we have a bunch of family. You got family coming in town. What are you doing, dude? We do one. Of should these. we talk about it tomorrow? We could talk about it tomorrow. Okay. But yeah. After we're fat with uh, <laughs> a, a to to I can't even say what I was gonna say. You know, some, some tofurkey. Yeah. Looking forward to some tofurkey. Um, yeah. So look. It's yeah, time for holidays, but a lot of folks have time off, 
And so, you know, if you have a chance, first of all, we like to invite you to the giveaway. We've been talking about it a little bit, but probably not enough considering how big it is, over $10,000. If you go to, we're not giving it in cash, but we're giving it in valuable Open Studio Jazz information and courses and inspiration. Well, you're getting everything ever. Yeah. Which is a lot. Even now, but into the future, too. Yeah, it's it's a very valuable gift. <laughs> yeah, we can't even really put a dollar figure on because we don't know what it's going to be. Worth. And first prize, you get everything ever, and you also get a Skype lesson. Yes. Possible. Now, that we can put a value on, $5. <laughs> but <laughs> the rest, priceless. With right? either Peter or me, I would go I with Peter. I was looking for the list. Um, no, yeah, you can do either one of us or both. We could do it, we could, you know, sure. do it like we do the thing. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but so if you go to openstudiojazz.com, scroll down, you'll see a big link there uh, to sign up. And there, we have a bunch of different ways you can sign up. It's very easy. Uh, the way we recommend for you'll hear it listeners actually is to leave us a rating review and you get like 2,000 or 4,000 entries or something. That's the way you can get an entry to the sweepstakes, yeah. yeah. Or the giveaway. The giveaway. Sorry. It's not a sweepstakes. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> uh, hey, what do, you know know about the, uh, what do you know about the, the piano access pass? Piano Access Pass has just dropped, and it is very exciting because this is an instance of us listening to our members, and some folks were a little bit confused. Yeah. Well, you know what it was? We always felt like the more we give you, the better, but I totally get it. It's yeah. like you need a little bit of focus. So we have a lot of piano fans. We have a lot of piano members, mm -hmm. and so we put together for the first time ever a piano access pass, a membership ongoing situation where you can get access to just the piano courses. Yeah, all the piano courses we've already produced, which are substantial, and any yeah. any course we would produce in the, in the next years to come. I so. mean, it really covers you cradle to the grave, I would say, like novice to advanced, you know. I, I should say so. Yeah, already it covers, and yeah, like you say, the, the new stuff coming, is, we've already got two great Jeff Kieser courses on there and a very exciting arranging course coming. For sure. Um, we have the brand new Brazilian jazz piano from Elio Alves is available. And then our very, like the cool thing about this, and I think why folks are going to be interested and we're asking for it, is that, you know, you've got the beginner courses as part of it. So even if you're an advanced player, but you feel like, oh, I want to go brush up on some beginner stuff, you've got access to the the comprehensive jazz piano for beginners where you can really go to those foundational skills, jumpstart, jazz piano, uh, jazz piano jumpstart, I should say. And all I mean, that. even LeBron is practicing free throws. So, you know, you know, know what I'm saying? saying? you got to go you know back to the saying? fundamentals. Exactly. Loving the fundamentals. Okay, so we've got that, and then tomorrow... Well, you know what? Should we go ahead and do this today? Do it. Man, we are like... Have you ever said... <laughs> what if I was like, should we go jump off the cliff? Let's go. <laughs> you go first. I'll follow. No, so we wanted to do something special for our You'll Hear listeners, so thank you for staying and listening to the end. And uh, first of all, like we said, join us tomorrow. We have a very exciting episode coming up tomorrow as well. Um, but... You know, we're going to be doing some really big promotions beyond just the giveaway at Open Studio Jazz. And we know a lot of you are interested in coming on for maybe the Piano Access Pass or something. Come get so it. So we're going to do some really good deals. But we're doing something special just for our You'll Hear It listeners. You don't need to share this with anyone. I mean, you can't. We can't stop you. But we're going to do a very special coupon code that's going to take a big discount. We're not even going to tell you what how much it is. But it's going to be bigger than everybody else mm. is getting. And we're doing a big one for everybody. So should we give the code today or make them come back tomorrow? Let's make them come back tomorrow. Make them. Yeah. Not make them. Yeah, I guess it is. I mean, listen in to, to the. You got nothing to do. You're what are you going to clean your house a little bit in the morning? Yeah, you know, that's true. you got people coming over. Yeah, um, maybe you're cooking. Well, you know what? A, we're going to give them a hint. A, a tofurkey. Yeah, we're going to tell them tomorrow okay. at the very beginning of the episode, or no, at the end, so so that they'll listen. But we're going to. I'm going to give. Let's give them a hint. Okay. Have you guys ever heard us say number one? What happens after one of us says number one? That's the coupon code for the biggest discount, the special you'll hear at the discount. I mean, if you can figure it out, go get it. That's right. And until tomorrow, you'll hear it. <laughs>